from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The NFL sometimes is about opportunity. Opportunity to step up, to make your legacy, to change perception, to get yourself paid, to show everybody who you are. And there are very few opportunities more significant for that than the divisional round of the playoffs, which are finally here. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell them, hey! Get out there and play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And you know, you know what time it is. What time is it? Bill Day Friday. That can mean only one thing. The host of the Fantasy Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, Field Yates. That's a lot of Fs. For the love of all things Holyfield, that's too many Fs. We got to work on that field. Field Yates joining us right now. Uh, Field, I heard you were producing, or you were texting our producer Evan earlier because we started the show by ranking the games, and you asked him why he can't watch all the games. He can't watch all the games because his wife won't let him. I, he, he's afraid to admit that, but his wife has told him he has to pick one game to miss. So we figured we would start uh, with the same process that uh, with you. Rank the games. What's your favorite game of this weekend, and what's the game if you had to miss one that you'd be like? Eh. I had to miss one that you'd be like. I mean, there is no game that I could just sort of brush off and, and, and feel okay about missing it. But I will try my best to rank these games because I did have some idea that this could be the type of topic that was discussed. <laughs> Number one to me, Bills and Bengals. I think it kind of speaks for itself, self guys, two teams coming in on win streaks of at least eight games. Now, obviously that would not have been the case if their week 17 game had been finished, but because of the absolutely Wretched circumstances surrounding the postponement of that game. Obviously, those teams did not finish it. But the emotion should be incredible. Obviously, DeMar Hamlin is continuing to carry the Bills, even if he is not on the field with them right now. But two teams that, even if that that had not happened, they're just dialed in, right? They're awesome. So the Bills, Bengals, number one. Number two, 49ers-Cowboys, same day. So Sunday is going to be must-see television. Uh, two teams that are playing just awesome football right now. I know the Cowboys kind of limped into the postseason with that very uninspiring Week 18 performance, but nobody was more impressive last week than the Cowboys. And two teams that have absolutely play-wrecking, play-wrecking pass rushes. Number three for me, and this is where I think he gets really close, but I'll go with the Eagles and the Giants, which might be something of a surprise because I feel like some are probably most surprised at the Giants have made it this far, but that's the story of their season, and I can't wait to see how Daniel Jones performs in his second playoff start, and that leaves number four as Chiefs and Jaguars. I could be way off here, but it feels like the one game that if one of these is going to be decided by 14-plus points, maybe it's the Chiefs and the Jags. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, dicey, dicey, dicey. See, me, I chose the Eagles and Giants just because I can't get that lopsided, you know, first matchup out of my mind field. I just can't, and I think it has the potential to go that way again here in the playoffs. And I know the playoffs, the difference is it's ramped up a little bit more, but if we go out there and see the Jalen Hurts that we've seen most of the year, it can get ugly for the Giants in my eyes. Okay, fair enough. And, and Harry, 
if we were to do like a roster draft of these eight teams, <laughs> it's certainly possible that the Giants would be last. That being said, I think we're starting to appreciate some of the great players on this roster more with every game that we get to witness them, right? I mean, yep. Dexter Lawrence, who was named to the All-Pro team recently, is a name that football fans should know more, and they did not know enough of until recently. But that's kind of how things have gone for the Giants throughout this season is players have risen up and their performance has been just downright exceptional. Coaching goes a long way, but obviously the players got to do their job on the field. So I hear you, but I still love watching this Giants. But, but I also feel – I also want to give Giants players, like you just mentioned, their due diligence as well. I want to give them a lot of credit because – there's so many guys on this football team that a lot of people did not believe in, not seeing their coaching staff or people within their organization, particularly the wide receiver position. And a lot of those guys have stepped up in key moments for this Giants football team. So I do want to give those players for the Giants some love and let them know that I do see them. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, Adoree Jackson last week was tremendous in a way. I mean, I know that there's always more to it than just who is nearest the opposing wide receiver, but – he played a ton of snaps opposite of Justin Jefferson last week. And if I told you that Justin Jefferson would have 37 yards in a game, no matter what the circumstances are, you would say, no way, not happening, right? The guy's too good. Well, 37 receiving yards last week for Justin Jefferson, and that included plenty of Adore Jackson in his pocket. And I got to give the listeners a, a little, 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 little story, but not really a long story about Adore Jackson. I played with him in Tennessee. We drafted him in the first round. And he was our punt returner, but field, he played offense for us too. We had a package in place for Dory on offense. So he's that athletic. He's a guy that can, you know, do a lot of things on the football field, but also raise his play that may, you know, raise eyebrows from a lot of other people, but not people like me and you, because we we know yeah, his potential. Uh... You know, uh, Marcus Jones got all the attention this year for being a three-phase player as a rookie, right? The guy who had a receiving touchdown, a return touchdown, a defensive touchdown for New England. Like, Adoree Jackson was ahead of his time, right? He was ahead of the Marcus Jones curve. So, no question about it. It is a super impressive sort of career evolution from Adoree Jackson. We're talking to Field Yates, Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I'm going to make you the commissioner of the NFL. Congratulations on the raise uh, in the process of doing that. Um, would you have made this game a neutral site game between the Bills and the Bengals? Have. I would have, but I understand the logistical concerns behind it. I'm, I'm guessing that part of the NFL's decision-making was, do we really want to take away two playoff games at home sites? Because if you go Bills Bengals neutral site, does that mean that the Bengals are just as deserving as the Bills are to play the Chiefs on a neutral site if either of those teams advances to the AFC Championship game and the Chiefs advance to the AFC Championship game as well. But one thing that I was consistent in saying when this all was being decided a few weeks ago was that nothing is fair, right? But nothing is more unfair than what DeMar Hamlin's had to endure. And uh, that, to me, should not be overlooked, is that we're not in this situation because there was a weather delay, right? This was not, you know, a team couldn't get on a flight because of snow and they had to adjust the schedule, like, which by the way, that's out of their control anyways, but still like this was a literal life and death moment that led to where we are right now. So is it ideal? No, but is it a one-time thing? At least as far as I know, yes, it is. 
Uh, well, and that's I totally get that. I think understanding to the entire situation is important in this process. It's just hard to wrap my head around. I'm just going to say it's hard to wrap my head around. It's also hard to wrap my head around what to think of Jalen Hurts. And and you're so plugged into everything that's going on field. So I want to take this Jalen Hurts thing from from two different sides. The first and foremost, from what you understand, what's the latest that we can expect from him health-wise? And then from that, how does Philly need to adjust their game plan to be able to win this game with less than 100%? 100%. We're going to learn a lot about Jalen Hurts' health in the first drive tomorrow. And here's the reason why. He's off the injury report entirely. Has been practicing in full all week, which had not happened prior to this week. Now, obviously, they uh, had a bye the week before. But uh, Jalen Hurts, according to the Eagles' participation report, is full go. And what we did not see in Week 18 when he returned was designed runs. As a matter of fact, zero designed runs for Jalen Hurts in Week 18. Now, maybe that was in part because of game flow. Maybe it was because they were trying to protect him. If we see design runs for Jalen Hurts out of the shoots tomorrow night, that tells you where his shoulder is at. Obviously, it stands to reason that if his shoulder is still in a lot of pain, you want to protect that shoulder a little bit more than you normally would. So I think we'll learn a lot in those first couple of drives about where Jalen Hurts is actually at health-wise. But uh, it's essential because the Eagles in Week 18 didn't put their best foot forward But some of that was not being able to finish drives. And if Jalen Hurts is limited, it certainly limits their ability to finish those drives like they were throughout the first, really, 15 or so weeks of the season. Uh, Most importantly, Phil, before we get you out of here, Devin last week, producer extraordinaire, uh, went to a random bar uh, that the the Giants game apparently didn't have a great vibe on. He didn't pre-scout the bar situation. uh, And and now all of a sudden we're here, he's running it back this week. What is Field Yates doing on on a Saturday or Sunday when it's back-to-back chaotic games? Like, how are we watching? Do you pre-plan the snacks? Is there a a, a get-up-and-walk-around plan? Straight Celsius. Celsius? Yeah, you injecting Celsius Celsius into the – like, what's happening for Field Yates? I mean, obviously, I'll be at your house tomorrow, Fitz. I don't know if you – are you on. not remembering the invite? I mean, This is on. a little bit awkward. I mean, <laughs> on the live radio. I mean uh, – Yeah, no, you know something? Tomorrow will be – I think that tomorrow night is a little bit different, only because, like, we've got – like, you're hitting dinner no matter what tomorrow night in between the games, right? You can, you can do a little bit of planning there. Sunday's a little bit trickier, like, because you've got to have to probably eat during that second game, which starts at 6.30. Unless you could do an early dinner, but – you know, I'm a little bit later than 6.30 for my normal dinner time. So tomorrow night we'll map it out, have that big meal in between, and then we got to make sure the baby's down for sleep and, uh, and you know, the dog has been taken out for the final time of the night. Then we can lock in on the couch tomorrow night. That's See, this is this is the right way to do it. That's how a professional does it. Field Yates, always professional yeah, with us. Definitely, definitely. No, He's no, to, stop. You know, I respect it. Okay. Stop. I, I respect it though. Is Sis, Cisco, <laughs> Cisco, and Annabelle? They're not going to meet up and potentially. I you mean, know, maybe, maybe we got like a, a hitch, a, hitch with one another. Uh, I mean, what? Annabelle is an innocent young. Uh, you're trying to hook what? Baby girl up, man. What are we doing? Field. Hey, Cisco. Cisco's a fine young man. Well, I, you know, he can go through the dating process. We'll talk about it. He can come. We can we can meet. We can sit down. Like, I'm not just letting Annabelle hook up with anybody. Like, could, this is what happens, Field. Like, like all of a sudden, Harry's a got our dogs, dogs trying world. to make him babies. They got him trying to make him babies. Well, so. Doggy dogs world. <laughs> we have Field. I think we lost Field. Field day, for, field day Friday. Always appreciate Field Yates hanging out with us uh, and doing great work there. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, to the Eagles' entire Super Bowl chances, Ride on his shoulder. 
Harry will break it down next for you. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The Giants play the Eagles this weekend. The Eagles have a far bigger rest advantage. We're in a short week here. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. I understand we just played these guys twice here in the last month. In December, the Eagles put up 48 points, over 400 yards, rushed for over 200 yards against this Giants defense. If you're a Giants defender, you're damn right we're going to check Jalen Hurts' oil. We're going to see how healthy he is. It's going to be crazy. The playoffs, they had a bye week. The Savages will be out, baby. We can't wait for Saturday. If we know that Jalen Hurts isn't 100%, then the question is, how do the Eagles win the game without all of their starting quarterback? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, hey guys, please play ESPN Radio, and then you get us. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, this is what Diana Rossini, not Diana Hurts, that would be remarkable. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, said on Get Up about Jalen Hurts and the status going into tomorrow's game. He's off the injury list, right? So that, that, that's always great. He's not 100%, though. I spoke to a source in Philly, and they described this SC joint, okay? So this injury happened just about a month ago. The way it was described to me, it's very tender, right? Meaning if it gets hit or if he is hit while he's running, This could be a very big problem, which is why you're going to see the Giants' defensive game plan to attack, to hit, to do everything to get in the face of Jalen Hurts. I mean, in fairness, Harry, isn't it usually the game plan of the quarterback to hit the or the the other team to hit the other team's quarterback? Like that's pretty (laughs) like a game plan is to hit the quarterback, but it does feel like this is a little different, right? Yeah, you're gonna give him a little extra oomph. Um, And when I say that, you you look at the you think about the mindset of the New York Football Giants and. Wink Martindale, who loves to pressure the quarterback and blitz and, you know, leave guys on islands, uh, go cover zero like he did late in that ball game against Aaron Rodgers and, you know, got a tip ball and then was able to get an incomplete pass for them to seal that ball game. You look at Jalen Hurts and what he means to this offense of Philadelphia, you talk about the run game, and now you have to play 11-on-11. Usually when you're handing the football off and your quarterback is a non-factor, it's 10 on 11. Right now, the dynamics of things, of Jalen Hurts keeping the football, the design runs, and I will tell you tell you this, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, has, has done a phenomenal job in designing plays to get Jalen Hurts the football. I was able to call, uh, as a color analyst with Steve Levy and Dan Garziano was on the sidelines, the Eagles versus the Colts game. And that was the game in which the offense really struggled. But Jalen Hurts literally put the team on his back, and the offensive coordinator really called plays for Jalen Hurts to take over the game. And the design runs on that one, and especially the game-winning touchdown, in which he had his running back be the lead blocker, it was just phenomenal, the design. But you have other things off of it. Like you have pass plays off of it because if the run isn't there, you can go to different options. But if Jalen Hurts gets banged up in this game and can't finish, now you bring in Gardner Minshew and we've seen what we've seen against the Dallas Cowboys, that quarterback run game being a non-factor. Because there were multiple times where he could have pulled the football and ran across the edge, but the defensive ends weren't honoring it because of who the quarterback 
person was at that time. That see, that's the thing that keeps hitting me. Like you've got to respect everything about Jalen Hurts and the way he runs the football, right? Like that is the biggest j- change in this game plan because we mentioned earlier who's going to make more of a difference, Miles Sanders or AJ Brown. Well, I think the answer to that is AJ Brown, but particularly if they have to start to respect Jalen Hurts running the football. Like that just is such a different element that you have to bring everybody in for. You have to account for it at the line of scrimmage. It changes the way your linebackers are playing. It changes the way your safeties are playing. It's changing your ability to step back and help the wide receivers that are huge weapons for the Eagles. Having to account for a running quarterback in this particular offense is so powerful because once you account for that, you've now created better matchups on the outside. And when you give incredible talent – better matchups on the outside. That's really hard to stop. So for me, that's why I think the first couple of drives are going to be so significant. Like, not only are the Giants going to be testing to see what Jalen Hurts is comfortable with, they're going to see if they have to bring help up to the line of scrimmage. If they don't have to bring help up to the line of scrimmage, changes this whole defensive game plan. That's what Gardner Minshew simply couldn't give them. The athleticism at quarterback that has to be accounted for changes the way you defend those outside weapons. Well, you talk about another dimension to the Eagles offense, the RPO game, Mm. right? run pass option if your quarterback doesn't have the option to be running how effective is that going to be right so that's another dimension to it but yeah ain't nobody calling plays called the po but if i'm shane steichen and i'm nick seriani i'm going into this game and they say they're full throttle they're full go i'm just going to call my regular game plan for jalen hurts i'm not going to go and ryan clark mentioned this this morning too and i thought it was brilliant I'm not going to just change everything. Let's go see if Jalen Hurts can take contact. No, you're going to run the best top 15 plays that you're going to script normally. You're not just going to go in and say, hey, let's test Jalen Hurts' shoulder out and put him on a quarterback run. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I I love the concept of adjustment being adjust to what you figure out he can do, right? Like you're going to come out open. You're going to come out and do what you do. Your your scripted plays are going to be your scripted plays. Everybody is going to be watching the first two, three drives of this game because 15 plays is a lot longer than you think if those drives are three and out, for example. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going to be watching the first, let's say, three drives of this game. If you're the Giants, you're watching it to see how comfortable Jalen Hurts is. If you're the Eagles, you're watching for the same exact reason. How comfortable is Jalen Hurts? It would be better for the Eagles to come in full throttle and then have to throttle it back if they need to, right? Then it would be for them to come in sort of holding back to see where Jalen Hurts is. They need to come out, execute their game plan from the outset, and if he can't do it, then the adjustment becomes from Philadelphia's sideline. How do you manage what you're doing in a way that that, that will protect him a little bit more? But if he's not on the injury list... And we know he's not 100%. That's fine. If he's not on the injury list, then Philly needs to go out there and let him cook. Like, otherwise, what's the point? Well, yeah, and I, and I, I want to take everybody through the mindset of an offensive coordinator and offenses night before games, right? And, you know, your coordinator, your head coach, he'd get up there and he would basically say, guys, we got to start fast, right? You want to start fast. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do in the first matchup against the New York Giants. On the opposite side, the Giants need to start fast. That was something they weren't able to do you know, in their first game against the the Eagles. Daniel Jones got sacked twice on the first drive. The defense was a non-factor early on in that ball game because the Eagles went up quickly in that ball game. So both teams and both coaches are going to sit up in those meetings and say, we, we must start fast. Because I think if you start fast, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you go up 14-0, 17-0, and I would never say sit up here and say anyone's out of it, but I think the mindset of a Giants player seeing that is different 
from the Eagles being down 14 or 17 to nothing because I've seen the Eagles have those moments come up this this season more than on one more uh, on more than one uh, occasion and them overcome it. I've seen them not blink an eye. But also I've seen the Giants in ball games be down and come back, but I don't think they can do that against a team like the Eagles. Yeah. Not, not the best team consistently all through football this season. And for once, starting fast to me doesn't mean necessarily, oh, I want to see a bomb on the first play or I want to see a, a run play. Like, I want to see a Q- QB run on the first play. Starting fast means running your offense. I want to see Philly come out comfortably run their offense. Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Speaking of money... It's time to put our money where our mouths are. Picks coming up. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Time to build your balance. Give me the money. This is Fitz Picks. Give me the money. Fitz Picks. Wow. Son of a biscuit. Fitz Picks, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Lady. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, got games to pick. Harry. You want me me to, can I toot my own horn for a second? Yes. Can I just toot it? Yes. After week one of the playoffs? Toot toot. For example, Greeny. Two two. Greeny one four and one. That's not good. Uh, that's horrible. Candy and Carlin, two, three, and one. That's not good. Ew. KJ and Max. Two, three, and one. Whoa. What'd you call him? Uh, KJ and Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, Larry Keyshawn, was on the show this Jay morning. Will and Max. I, I heard I heard him call you Larry this morning. They're two, three, and one. <laughs> Freddie. You know, to, to, to Keyshawn's point, he, he's in LA. And that's fair. Oh, well, according to him, LA. He's in LA. <laughs> And he's up extra early in in, in L.A. In LA. Mm-hmm. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, by the way, and Joe and Amber. By the way, Joe and Amber, 7 and 9 p.m. Check them out. They do great work, too. Both of those shows are 3, 2, and 1. Why did I give everybody's records? Because they are all beneath me. All Ooh. beneath me. They're beneath you or beneath us? <laughs> and I'm not going to say it again. This is the last week I'm going to talk to you wait, about Wait, wait, this. wait, wait, wait. They're beneath us. They're beneath us. Thank you. There's no I because you kept mentioning every show besides Greeny. He's he's on there solo, but he's technically not because Himbo does a show with him. I mean, yeah. But you said, you know, Canty and Carlin, Keyshawn Jabel and Max, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, Joe and Amber, Joe and Amber, Fitz and Harry. No, that's not what you said though. I mean, I can't help the fact that FanDuel likes the name Fitzpicks. That's the thing about us. We can check one another, too. Yeah, that's fair. Check me. Well, you know what? (laughs) You are right. Uh, I owe it all to this great team around me, but we are sitting in first place 4-1-1 last week. If you were hanging out with us last week, you made money. That's all I'm saying. 4-1-1. So that means it is time now to continue having a little fun picking games. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of them. Wow. Did you hear ESPN that? Radio's Pick'em Challenge. It's there's, a team. There's no I in team, but there is an M-E. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You know what we used to call those in football? What? Mental errors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've set this one up to be a mental error. Let's go through the games. We'll pick them, and we start with the first game of the weekend. Jaguars at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by eight and a half. And Harry? 
I get everybody else keeps seeing a bloodbath here. I don't. I mean, the Chiefs defense has had uh, has had their moments where they're susceptible. Now, I know Chris Jones is unblockable at this point. We all know Chris Jones is unblockable. I feel like he could have 74 sacks in this game. That's not an actual stat. Don't Google it. Feels like he could go off. I understand that I feel like I'm, I'm clinging to a thread here, but man, I've watched this Jaguars offense score points in bunches and this Chiefs defense give up points in bunches. Yes, I think the Chiefs will win this game. Eight and a half is too rich for my blood. I think the Jags cover. I like that. I agree with you, bud. Look at that. Look at I that. Agree with you. We are, I, Plus, I, mean, I watched that first matchup four times now, and it might be a lot closer than people think. Uh, this is this, uh, the peek behind the curtain of our friendship. I got a text at like 2 in the morning one day. <laughs> Harry's like, I'm telling you, look at this play. They're going to be able to run it. At, like, all cross, all cross. Let's keep our eyes open. I love the fact that my co-host makes me smarter every single week, sending me breakdowns. I just, I, I can't. I literally s- sent you the text at 2 in the morning, no. though. I, I don't think the listeners think we're serious, but literally we're serious right My, I, I've never worked with anybody that will send me a text breakdown of something he's thinking at 2 in the morning and at 6 in the morning, and you don't know if he slept in between. No idea. Uh, all that while being an amazing husband and father. Right, kudos to Harry Douglas. So we are, we are agreeing that the Jags at Chiefs, the Jags cover. I think the Chiefs win, the Jags cover. Let's go to the next game on the slate. Giants at Eagles. Seven and a half points. Mm-hmm. Philly. Man, that's a big number, too. That's a big number. I like it. I, I, I feel like the Eagles, I'm so I'm so sorry, Dad. I like it, and I like it so much that I want a Philly cheesesteak. My, my, ooh, you're getting a Philly cheesesteak. Is that what you're going to eat while you watch Shout that Shout out game? to Bubba. No, I don't want no meatball sub. I want a Philly cheesesteak, Bubba, if oh you're God. listening. A meatball sub, though, sounds so good. Like, oh. Yeah, now I'm now I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles win this game by more than seven and a half. I don't I don't love the pick because I don't know where Hertz is in his health, and I am still enamored with my friendship of Devin, obviously, and also with the way the Giants played last week. I want the Giants to win this football game. I don't think it can happen. So I think, I, yeah, I think nothing that, personal, Devin, just business. I think the Eagles win this by more than seven and a half. So uh, we both agree. on Okay, that. look at yeah. that. So far, so good. We are agreeing on everything. Next up is we go through all the games in the Pick'em Challenge. Bengals at Bills. Game of the week. Bills favored by five and a half. Whoa! Just wait one minute. What? Say it again. Game of the week. Bills favored oh, by five my and a half. Goodness. I mean, that's absurd. Look, I went into my app. I said, how much is in this app right now? And I looked at the amount in that app, and I said, perfect. Much like you do in Vegas when you walk up and you're feeling a little bit grapefruity, and you walk (laughs) up to the roulette table and you say, put it all on that. I put everything, every dollar put it all in the. On what? what color I put are you it, choosing? I put it. Well, usually if I'm going with that, I'm putting it on black. But <laughs> yeah, look at you. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but in this game, <laughs> I went in and I put every dollar on the Bengals. You on know this what they one. say once you go, uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, once you once you <laughs> once you go to the casino and you put some money on uh, black, you never know what's going to happen. That's what they say. That's the whole phrase. <laughs> It's exactly how it goes again. Don't Google it. Uh, Bengals at Bills. Bills five, five and a half. That number feels way too big to me. I believe in Joe Burrow too much, and I know they're missing two offensive linemen. That's what everybody tweets me every time I say this. But we've seen Joe Burrow basically play without an offensive line and still go to a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if the Bengals can win this game. I feel, I feel like they might. But I definitely don't like the Bills five and a half. That's too much for me. Too rich for my blood. I'm all in on the Bengals. You agree? We agree once again. We are three for three. Not surprised though. I'm not surprised. Not not like we see this puzzle the same. Everything we do, we do is in unison. Yeah. There's one more though. Uh oh. Cowboys at 49ers. Three and a half points. 
Uh, 49ers favored by three and a half. And, man, this game's in San Francisco. I really like the way the Cowboys played last week. I truly do. Short week. And all I keep thinking about is this. You played on Monday night. Tuesday, you, you sort of had a rest day, a get-right day. You got the game plan Tuesday. What, you might have had, a, like, a little bit of a practice Wednesday, a little bit of a walkthrough? Like, what, what the Cowboys have had, like, seven minutes to get ready for this football game. I don't love that. And I love the way the 49ers went out and did what they did in the last round. I would love the story for the sake of what we do for a living of the Cowboys winning this game. I don't think that can happen. I think the 49ers, I like the 49ers and I like the three and a half. I think I'll take San Francisco here. So to finish this off, Devin, do you have any music by E-40? Tell me where to go. I mean, Devin, Devin's putting the headphones on now. He wasn't even paying you know, attention. You know, E-40, he's from the Bay Area. Uh-huh, yep, yep. San Francisco 49ers. Yep, yep, yep. I like this because E-40 is going to tell me where to go. How was that one more time? Okay, I don't I don't love that noise. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Harry Douglas. Uh, Devin, did we find any E-40? Did we, oh. Tell me where to go. 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 It sounds a little bit like Harry's vomiting, but I don't think he is. Uh, but I think you, you that means we're all on the same. We agreed on all of these games. Yes. We agreed on all of these games. That is wild. So I've got Jacksonville covering. I got the, uh, I've got Jacksonville. Uh, I don't remember what the spread on that one was. And then the Eagles, seven and a half. We're good with that. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, Jacksonville spread was eight and a half. It was eight and a half, right. Which is a lot of points. And then the 49ers, the three and a half. We agree on all of us, all of those. So those are our picks. They're in. They're official. That being said, if I had to pick one game, one game that I think is most likely to give you an upset. Which one is it? Plus, you guys can chime in. Which upset you think is going to happen? Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's next on Fitz and Harry. Remember, you can just say, hey, smart speakers, play ESPN radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This week on Fitz and Harry. Hanging out with Louisville Hall of Famer Harry Douglas. Say it one more time again. Louisville Hall of Famer Harry oh, my, Douglas. My bad, Evan. I'm just putting some respect. My bad, Evan. I'm not, I'm not doing this right, Harry. I'm just putting some respect on your name. Oh, you got to use a K. Respect. That's what, I, that's what I did. Respect. The respect. I don't know why it doesn't work right for me, but, uh, you know, I'm going to keep trying. Bring in Evan Wilner, three foot three inches, 74 pounds. Stick with the show, Evan. We're running pace here. Let's go. I was trying to reach the microphone. Teams that are Super Bowl contenders with Tom Brady. Trying to get a hole shot. We call it a honey hole. What's that spot that he was trying to put it into? Honey hole, baby. Is that is that all you just say? You go into the, the, the huddle and you're like, hey, HD. You may call all goals. You may all say go to your on guy, the honey hole. It's all say if, on the say I love me some offensive linemen because the simple fact of this, big guys need loving too. I don't think they get enough <laughs> yes, love they as do. they should. Because big yes, guys need loving too, man. Let me see if I got it. Gronk in my Rolodex. You got Gronk's man. number? I, relax, man. I said, let me see. I got to go through my phone. How do you not gotta, know? Wait, Because I have a lot of people in there. How do you I have not a lot know of if you have Gronk's? I got important people in my phone, too. But, like, I, man, you know I know me, who I am. I, I'm exclusive. Great job by Evan and Devin putting together the best ofs every week. It makes me laugh every week and reminds me how incredibly happy and honored we are to do this show. Yep. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Red Red Wine is playing here because 
Harry, who'd you ask for a minute ago when we were making picks? You asked for a Bay Area <laughs> artist known as E Forty. And when he heard E Forty, Devin, uh, or sorry, Evan, producer extraordinaire, Evan, what did you look up? Red Red Wine by UB40. Okay. <laughs> now, I will say this. The last time I heard this song, mm-hmm. I was in Bahamas. Okay. And I literally walked past somebody lighting a doobie. Oh. I'm more of an edible guy myself, but I can under- <laughs> I can understand that. Uh hey hey Devin, can I can I bring up the story time moment cuz there's a story on this song. I don't know if most people know. Sit down and listen. This is Storytime with Fitz and Harry. I thought it was pretty common knowledge that that's not a UB40 song, but nobody seems to realize it. That is a Neil Diamond song. Neil Diamond originally recorded it. Neil Diamond originally released it, and it was a hit for Neil Diamond. It wasn't just like a tiny song on a record. It was a hit for Neil Diamond, but then it became a mega hit, a mega hit for UB40. And I've seen a lot of awkward moments in concerts. I've seen some regrettable concerts in my life. I went to see Neil Diamond play, and he was playing at this huge packed arena. And one day, Neil Diamond decided he was going to do Red Red. Apparently, when he performs this song now, he does it in the style of UB40 because UB40 was so popular with this version of it. I did not need reggae Neil Diamond going, red, red, one, you make me feel so fun. You keep, no, I did not need any of that. It was like, this song was forever ruined for me when the originator of the song did the cover of the song. It was like watching a a real, it was like watching your grandpa go in and try and do some reggae karaoke when your grandpa's a middle-aged white dude. Like, it just just (laughs) didn't work for me at all, so... It's your red, red wine story time. Go out there and find... So you're an edible type guy, huh? Yeah, well, thought I was going to let it go. <laughs> no, I Hell mean, to the no. I wasn't going to let it go at all. I, I was at one point traveling in life, and uh, they, they were going <laughs> through my bag, and, and the, the person just looked at me and said, man, you sure do like gummy bears. Yep, I sure do. Uh, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, I love gummy bears. They're a tasty treat, bouncing here and there and everywhere. We've asked you guys... You've never given me one. Oh, just ask. I mean, they're all. I was, like, you remember, like the '80s in New York, where somebody was wearing a trench coat and they open it up and yeah, it's got a bunch man, of watches like, in it. Cowabunga, dude. Yeah, that, that's me. I'm opening up the thing and I got you know just a bunch of gummy bears. Um, what what upset we think is most most likely before we give our pick, Matt in New York. Matt, you got an upset pick for us. What do you think is the most likely upset this weekend? Um, I think that the most likely upset is going to be, I would say, the Cowboys over the 49ers. Um, I think, it, but it's also going to depend on like what side of Dak Prescott you get. But on a side note, real quick, I just want to just like give you a heads up. I know you put all your money in on DraftKings on the Bengals. I, I, I'm sorry. I think you're going to be fairly disappointed. I think Buffalo is going to absolutely uh, rush uh, Burrow. I think Burrow is going to have a hard time getting the pass off in time. And I think that the Bills are going to win big. Wow, win big. You know what? Oh. Matt, it's How many been edibles have out. eaten? I mean, Matt is calling from the 716, which is Buffalo. I, look, I would. your logic works every other time. But I'm telling you, go back and Google it. This is a fact. 
Joe Burrow was hit 7,342 times in two games <laughs> last year in the playoffs. Like, How seven, many times, bro? 7,432 times. Literally. Like, I mean, the, the fact <laughs> is, they went in and they just – remember NFL Blitz? Like, I got the new NFL Blitz, like the new arcade version of it. But remember the old one when you could, like, you could pick a guy up and you could throw him across the field and it was, mm-hmm. like, all willy-nilly? That's what they were doing every single play to Joe Burrow, and he was just getting back up never like faced it was a video. I, yeah. Never faced him at any point. I've never seen any. Anything like it? What do you think the most likely upset is this weekend, AC? I'm gonna go Jaguars in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Just watching that game, there's some things that that Jacksonville left out there on that football field. If they can, ex- if they are able to exploit some 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 matchups that I've seen throughout that game, I think they're they're gonna be okay. Yeah, I love calm, right? Like I love presence that that just makes you feel calm. And when everything went to you know what for the Jags in the first quarter. The fact that they stayed so calm, I just, you know me so far, like in in weeks now, we keep talking constantly about like coaching, coaching and quarterback combos. I just believe so much when there's a good symbiotic relationship between the two that it hits different. I'm with you. I mean, this is one of the rare games where the Jags could be down by 20 to the Chiefs, and I still wouldn't count them out because they could score points in bunches. Well, they actually were down 20 to the Chiefs (laughs) in the first matchup. Right. You know, and I just... If you can't phase the team, you can't count a team out. As dumb as that sounds, like you, I don't think you can get under the skin of Trevor Lawrence. I agree with you. I think the most likely upset is Jags-Chiefs. And one thing I do know is that, hey, if we're wrong about these things, we will own it. Devin, are you excited for this weekend or are you scared? Just give us Devin, Devin the Giants fan. How you feeling? I'm terrified. Okay. Scale of 1 to 10, your level of terrified is... Nine. Okay. How much time do we have to give you after the game before we can text if you? If you're scared, go to church on Sunday, Devin. You have to give me at least an hour. Well, Greeny's going to be up on Kenny and Carlin. Don't miss it. It'll be great. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.